Hi, I'm Marcus Astuli, and welcome to Cinemates, a podcast where a bunch of mates chat about cinema over some drinks. In this episode, I'm joined by Cinemates team member Angus Newell and Spencer Fay. And together with Angus and Spencer, we discuss the Nike Jordan origin story, Air, directed by Ben Affleck and starring Matt Damon, Iola Davis, Jason Bateman, and Chris Tucker. While drinking some brown snake ginger beers, we chat about Viola Davis's stunning performance, the choice not to feature Michael Jordan in the story, and some of our favorite scenes. As always, make sure you're following Cinemates wherever you get your podcasts and leave a five-star review to support us. Now sit back and enjoy this episode of Cinemates. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. You want answers. I want the truth. Open the pod bay doors, Bill. Keep your friends close, but your enemies close. I am nothing! Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Get busy, Larry. You get busy, Ty. Angus and Spencer, welcome back yet again. How are we going? What's up, man? Good, man. Yeah, keen for this. Haven't done one with Spo, so I'm keen. Yeah, fucking right. It's a very uh, nice little movie we got here. So before we get into it, as always, quick shout out to the sponsor of this episode, Brewdog Australia, carbon negative craft beer brewer based in Brisbane. And today we're drinking their ginger beer, brown snake ginger beer. What do we think of it, boys? Delicious. <laughs> Yeah, I. Is my one word review. <laughs> yes, my one word review would be delicious hyphen smooth. If that's one word, very good. I'm not a huge ginger beer. Yeah, drinker, I was about to say the same. I I like it. I honestly don't go to the shops and mm. pick out a ginger beer, but I can see myself having like three or four of these on a yeah on a hot summer's day. Not mm. not to name competitors, and this is a genuine no. review here, but. I would say that uh, Brookvale Union, a bit too sweet for my liking. Yeah, this is more of a full-bodied experience. Mm, yeah, bit of that punchy ginger flavor. Brown and then, snake venom in there. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. It spits yeah, it. Just, it. Yeah, dangle the, the tooth of the snake down, yep. the, down the hole. In yeah. every can. <laughs> have you guys tried the better beer ginger beer? Yeah, I have, yeah. No. It's more of like a ginger-flavored beer, if that this makes sense. This one tastes more gingery. For Cor- sure. Yeah, correct. So, yeah, actually... A Bit of a fan of this and 1.2 standards, as always, drink responsibly. But brown snake ginger beer, very good. Get your money's worth. (laughs) Yeah, you do. (laughs) Another quick question before we get into it, boys. What's everyone been watching recently? TV shows, movies? There's a there's too much on at the moment. Uh, (laughs) But I've been I just actually finished Beef today, the new Netflix show by Mm. A24. Recommend that to everyone. Yeah. Um, Shamefully, I'm catching up on Succession, so I'm on season two. Nice. And uh, Mandalorian season three. Nice, yep. man. Spencer? I just started Beef um, and Angus's brother actually told me to keep going. So I'm going to do that. Yep. And then watched One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, yep. nice. Yeah. The Cuckoo's Nest. Cuckoo? Cuckoo. It's a cuckoo, bro. It's a cuckoo. <laughs> yeah, very good um, film. Jack Nicholson is mm. prime. Yeah. yeah. I saw really you gave that five stars. That's just right off the star. bat. Yeah. Wow. Nice. <laughs> Uh, I've been also watching Beef, loving it, nearly done. Mandalorian Season 3, Succession Season 3. Oh, Ted Lasso as well. Ted Lasso, yeah. yeah. There's so much on. And streaming wars are in full flight. Yeah, it's it's too hard. Just finished Bad Batch as well. So, yeah, a lot going on. But let's get into it. So, Air, what a film. As always, to listeners out there who haven't seen it yet, what are we going to say about it with one word and five-star rating? My one word is feet. (laughs) 
with uh, Ben Affleck's like dangling his toes up on the desk. Fetish? <laughs> no, I don't have a fetish. It's just, it was just <laughs> random to see. Yeah. Um, and I gave it a four out of five. Mm. Um, my word would be nostalgic, even though I wasn't born in the eighties, you still <laughs> really get that. Like yeah. just with the soundtrack, all the needle drops sprinkled throughout, I think really take you back. Um, mm-hmm. and then rating out of 10 or five, Either. five, whatever five, floats five. Yeah, do it at 10 and then four, do your maths and divide by two, four, four. So if out of 10, that'd be eight for those. Players. <laughs> <laughs> nice. A few mathematical geniuses in this room. Uh, I'm also going to give it a four. Very solid movie. And my one word was pursuit. I think that even though we knew the outcome of this historical thing, it was all about the pursuit of getting there. And we haven't seen a movie like that in a while. No. Uh, So, yeah, for that, I loved it. And let's get into it. I think first thing I want to come out and say, production and costuming, 1980s nostalgia, what do we think of it? Yeah, like as I said, like just the music drops you right in there. They start off with that kind of like highlight reel of the 80s mm. and you're just right into it from the yep. get-go. Yeah. What about Love Ben Affleck's perm? <laughs> we'll talk about the wig. <laughs> I don't think we've seen wigs that bad since American Hustle. <laughs> actually, <laughs> Brad, yeah. Bradley Cooper. It, was, it could have actually genuinely been Bradley Cooper's wig from Same American Hustle. Same wig factory. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah but I, I too, yeah, just I, I watched it on my own. Evoca Beach uh, Theatre, great, plug, great cinema. Plug. Yeah. How many seats plug. total are in that one? I reckon 60, one cinema only. Mm. Not comfortable seats either. No, mm-hmm. very but upright. But go. No, no, no go. <laughs> no, no, you go. No reclining. No, no popcorn, just, <laughs> no popcorn. just spirits, like yeah. confectionery. <laughs> Pretty cheap though. It was like 16 bucks for an oh, adult. Yeah, you pay um, for the experience. But yeah, nonetheless, went on my own just to paint the picture. And straight away, the soundtrack, phenomenal. Gives you that 80s... Uh, vibes immediately and it didn't dick around with setting it up. It was just like, this is what time it is. This is where we are. Let's get into the story. Yep. And I think with that, the pacing was something that really stood out to me, being really good pacing that is. I think it was a very simple story told in real time and yeah, as you said, there's no fucking around. It was an hour and 50 minutes or so. Just I I awesome. heard from someone. Uh, actually, it was my grandma. My grandma saw Air, a basketball movie, before me. Um, wow. she, she loved it, uh, but she said the the first act is a bit slow, and she's like, "You just got to wait for it to ramp up." I was sort of looking for that, but I don't think for myself it it happened. I was mm. like, "Oh, this is this is great throughout." Yeah. What it sort of reminded me of at the start in Act One. Um, was where they've got, you know, the big board, the marketing guys, okay, who are we going to target from the draft? It was, mm. it was sort of Moneyball-esque. Yeah. They're all in like a little the war room. Session. Yeah. And they're, but not as good as Moneyball, of course. Um, but all the other, um, all the other employees besides Sonny Vaccaro, like are just tossing out ideas and Sonny's mm. like, you got, like, let's go for the You got no fucking ideas. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, why? Why? Yeah. Have you watched him play basketball? No. Yeah. yeah. I think that to start like that also just made it, immediately it made you as an as a audience member immediately understand what they're trying to achieve the process yeah Yeah, it wasn't like you know something really hard that needed to be built we didn't need to be kind of told each character's backstory it was just like i'm pretty sure the first text of the film was like nike's market share in the basketball shoe market 
Um, and just on that, I think it's one of the first movies that have said like what the market share of a business is like. I think it's okay when it was back in 1984. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of when movies, like I know The Big Short did it as well, where they just put text up, like mm. just blatant text that's telling <laughs> yeah. you like. The Big Short puts like a definition. <laughs> yeah, the like definition, anything like that. Yeah, like, cool. Or the menu as well. Especially when it's yeah. winking. Yeah, the menu I think is probably like the best it's been done. Yeah. Um, but even like the premise on paper, it's a massive company. They were already so they they were the they, third in basketball shoes. Third in basketball shoes, but first in running uh, shoes. running running shoes and running attire. Yeah, so they're already huge. Yeah. Let's whole, not forget that. The whole that. point was like they were making money, and there was different levels of the of the building, mm. and then the the basketball shoe or the basketball division down the bottom was just neglected. Yeah, put me downstairs in the design <laughs> division. Yes, down in that room with um old mate. <laughs> Just yeah, the that's king. his name. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate. Um, but yeah, huge company succeeds. Very similar to Moneyball. And I'm all for it. Yeah. Just simple. On, yeah, like agreeing with what you guys said, there was like, it was a pretty tight, how long do you say? An hour and 50? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, whereas Moneyball, I'm not sure how long it was. We're going to be comparing it to Moneyball, I think. A bit <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, there's no scene where Brad Pitt's daughter is like singing to no. like Matt Damon or anything. You get like the Jason <laughs> yeah. Bateman kind of speech about his daughter mm. and then really the only backstory you get with Matt Damon is that he likes to go to Vegas yeah. on the way back to night. He's got a gambling problem. Yeah. But it just sort of set his character up yeah. to show That's, that he just is willing to take risks. Like a two minute I thought that was. I thought it was like going to come back to him like there was a big drastic problem in some sort of deal where he's taken money and gone yeah. and gambled it. But. Like he Dennis Rodman's off to Vegas <laughs> yeah. for a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I loved that. The fact that they dedicated, yeah, like two minutes to this little scene. Um, he he kind of wins but also loses. And that just seeing that mm. set up his character as a bit of a risk taker. And it's referenced like one time by Phil Knight, Ben Affleck later, like, oh, you know, you're going off to Vegas. <clears throat> but it wasn't part of it. And like that's all you need for a movie that was mostly about the journey. It's like, okay, this character has this background. Bateman's character got his little bit of depth with the divorce and yep. his child, which we'll talk more about. We all kind of got those bits and that's all you needed. And it was very like succinct writing, I think. Agreed. What were some, what were some sort of scenes or <laughs> moments from the, from the flick that you didn't know? Like you were just like, wow, that was a, I never knew that moment. Oh, I could start. I, I didn't know that Nike paid the $5,000 fine for every single that's cool. um, mm, yeah. time he wore their shoes where there wasn't enough white on it. Yeah, I think that was something I too didn't know. Um, I know it was referenced in The Last Dance, like how most people were wearing Converse when he was still at college um, and all that sort of stuff. But I'd read uh, Phil Knight's memoir, uh, Shoe Dog. So I kind of knew about his like very, not ruthless, but like very entrepreneurial, hungry nature. Um, And we saw that in Ben Affleck's character. Bit of a Dalai Lama too. Yeah, very rogue. He used to be a runner. So he was like always about like running. And we saw how, you know, he went for a run and it changed his mind and all this stuff. So I kind of knew that. But the Nike 10 principles or whatever, that was like kind of littered. Yeah, Yeah. put throughout the movie. I didn't know those. And it kind of made his character seem, I respected him less having read the book when I saw the principles. They were just kind of weird. Yeah, that's. I was and about they to were say that they weird. were. It was they were random. They were, they just, were like 
ones that he kind of wrote like when he was drunk one night and were like, this is what my company's going to They sort of They sort of repeated themselves like two, five and seven were all like sort of the same, like just win at all costs. Yeah. yeah it was a different, like different way win. to say it. I doubt they would have been up anywhere in Nike headquarters besides his office. Like you can't no. hang those up. Yeah, exactly. Um, but like not wearing shoes and all that. But shit, you bet I your bottom really dollar whenever you walk into his office, he's going to be pointing at them and <laughs> referencing them. Um, one other thing which I was going to save for later, but on the topic of Phil Knight, um, at the very end of the movie, like to close it out, we got all the kind of um, what happened after little results of this, which we'll talk about. But one of them, the movie was about the shoes and Air Jordan and Michael Jordan. But there was one where it said like Phil Knight donated millions to charity. And I was like, how is that relevant to the story at all? The the movie wasn't about Phil Knight and being like a generous entrepreneur. It was yeah. about Nike. So I, I don't know. When I saw that, I, I was he, just like, I guess he, he, just sort of has the, he sort of has the keys to the Ferrari in regards to Nike. Yeah. So he's, you know, taking money he makes from Nike. He has keys to the purple Porsche. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, mean, I, I got pissed it, off and giving, like giving it to charity. So yeah, but how's it relevant? I mean, it happens in every biopic these days. Like, if you're telling a story about someone, then they need to have their fingerprints on it. Like, yeah. do you think we needed to sit through Elvis, like, and Tom Hanks? Like, <laughs> no. Elvis's family clearly wanted Tom Hanks to be the villain in that yeah. movie. Yeah. With yeah. That accent. It's just like people just put their stamp on it any yeah. way they can, and I'm sure. Phil Knight was like, I want you to mention this. Yeah, just throw this in here. I don't want to look like a dick. Yeah, in regards yeah. to putting putting a stamp on the movie, so I looked up sort of how much involvement uh, Mike had in the production or whatever. Yeah, I think apparently he only met with um, Affleck once mm. um, just to chat about the concept and what they were going to do and he was, he was fine with it all going ahead. Um, but he just had one suggestion and that was for Viola Davis to play his mum. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so cool. That's very cool. Um, on the topic of that, the writer of the movie, Alex Convery, was his first feature. He originally had a similar story, but for the rise of Marvel Comics, right? And he that was his first like written script, but it never got off the ground. And he made this when he saw the Last Dance and heard about Michael signing with Nike and how it changed the whole game, especially with shoes. But very meta because obviously the whole movie hinges on Michael Jordan's decision to choose Nike. Mm -hmm. Ben Affleck had to go to Michael's house, as you said, to approve the story. Yeah, so it's... Again, he's he's making the big decisions, Mm. but paid off really well. And on that, what do you guys think of the choice not to feature Michael Jordan specifically? Yeah, I mean, it just would have been too hard to cast, I guess, and like... I think I heard, well, I know I heard Ben Affleck, he was in an interview and he was talking about like that was a choice they made from the start because like any actor you look at, it doesn't matter who they are, mm. you're going to be like, that's not Michael. Yeah. yeah. It's like you'd, you'd just pick apart their performance and be like, that's not what he'd do. Yeah. You could CGI like the real Mike um, to make him younger. Yeah. But I I don't think Mike wants to go on a film set for days on end. No. Yeah. Because well, you say, fuck that, I want to smoke some cigars. And, <laughs> and ruin around. my eyes some more. But um, Yeah, I agree. They did really well casting the back of his head. They did. I know. Even I was very convinced. <laughs> he, there were even some scenes in there where it's just like he was making a conscious effort to not face the camera. He's always, always <laughs> he's he's staring. Border, he, was like looking, he was like looking around. He's like staring so hard at like the old photos in the Nike boardroom. He's like, 
Yeah. And when <laughs> like, oh, that's interesting. Jason Bateman's character said that joke that Bad didn't joke. land and it, he just <laughs> turned his head and it was like, oh my God. Um, yeah. I did like that they didn't they didn't show his face. It was sort of like he was this like godly out of world <laughs> figure that mm. you know, they were trying so hard to get this deal with and he's just, he's just there like a presence. Mm. Especially like, you know, we had scenes where they were at his family's home and he's in the home. But it, it, it was a great choice in the sense that, yeah, he was that sort of mystical presence. We know who he is. We know how big he was. Um, and I don't, yeah, I don't think it needed to be. But also showed the force of Viola, um, his mum. Mm. So he was like, oh, is he in the house? Uh, Sonny was like, is he in the house? Can I, can I meet him? She's like, that was not the time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like most of it was just like Viola was echoing what Michael was saying, which I thought was kind of good for the tension between Matt Damon and Viola. It's just yeah. like. You can't get to Michael. It's literally between you and me. Mm. So it's all about. And I thought like Viola just carried that like oh, every scene with him. I so it was well, I think that she, her performance was amazing, and just like the way that the, that sort of final dialogue, we're obviously jumping over the place, but with Matt Damon's character and how she kind of added on the layer of making him have a percentage of the revenue and like obviously that completely changed it for all athletes but mm. to hear why and to hear the kind of added in elements that she started talking about you know all these lower she didn't say this but like lower and middle class uh, fans are going to spend all their like months worth of work money to buy these shoes like he deserves to be a part of that and I think that she just portrayed that so well obviously I don't know Michael Jordan's mum and her demeanor, but like her presence in the film, especially in all the meetings and like she had a little bit of wit and bit of charisma to her. I think that obviously Michael suggesting to cast her, it, it sounds like it paid off. And on that point, do you think that she could potentially get a nomination for this performance? Probably not. It's a long award season, as we know. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I mean, it would just have to really take on a life of its own these next few months. Mm. You've got you've got your Oscar, you know, nomination knowledge. Yeah. She nominated in Fences. I believe so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, I would say her performance in Fences was like five times better than her performance. Yeah, yeah. Because mm. she, didn't, she didn't get given the amount of range. Yeah, she's obviously one. having there's, to play a real There's no person, like really though. like crazy yeah. scenes. Um, yeah. The thing is, it it really just comes down to how strong the performances in the next yeah mm. next twelve yeah. months are. Yeah, what do you think about the others in the cast? So I I'm just big on Jason Bateman. I think he's yeah. awesome, and he mm. wasn't given a lot to do here, but I think just his kind of dry sense of humor. Just seeing it's just always very weird when you you've got a bit of like an office drama going on right here, and you just <laughs> see Jason Bateman walking around like it's always good to see him. On yeah. the screen, um, and him and Matt just bounce off really well. I think. Yeah, I think Sunny. their their chemistry was so. I was all in on it, and I think that the scenes, particularly when we got the scene where Jason's character talks about the divorce and what Nike and the shoes have meant to his relationship with his daughter, and how that's like kind of keeping them together, really hit me, and I was like. At the very end when Damon's Sonny says to Rob Strasser, Bateman's marketing VP, I, I think it was it before they got the answer from Michael's mum, but he says, I appreciate that you believed in me, man. And I was like, oh, shit. And I was like kind no, of tearing up. No, Who does he say that to? He said that to um, Chris Tucker's character in the phone booth. Oh, He fuck. was calling him from a payphone. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Does it? Doesn't he say something similar to um, Rob? He, no, he apologizes, like sincerely apologizes, right after um, Jason Bateman's character tells him about you know the relationship with his daughter and the shoes and what they mean. Yeah. Okay, that's it. He because he, he just opens up to him about that, and yeah. then Matt Damon um, goes and risks it anyway. Sonny Vaccaro is like, oh, "Fuck! I already like went this hard for all of this, and you didn't tell me this before. Like, I'm I'm sorry." Yeah, fuck. Yeah. But those, yeah, those scenes. Even though I've made a fucking mayor of that, uh, those <laughs> scenes, matter, okay, those, scenes those scenes. Uh, yeah, great chemistry. Again, it's a simple story, but adding in those little bits and the way that they're able to make those bits so emotional added some elements of like stakes to it. Because you're like, okay, this corporation they're trying to win, but there's these humans in the middle of it. That not only want to win, but they've got things to lose. Well, the thing was, it was sort of do or die. Like they had mm. the option to split their two hundred and fifty k three ways, or put all their chips on on Mike. Mm. Um, and and if you look at it in a business way, like yeah, this guy Mike, this college kid, might be you know one in a million, one in a billion, but he still might blow out his knee in his second game in the NBA. Yeah, and you're fucked. Yeah, I think as well as ba- obviously Ozark. The actors in it became massive. Has Bateman been in a movie with massive heavyweights like Davis or Bateman? Oh, sorry, Davis or Damon? Anthony Davis. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, has he been in a big dramatic movie like this? Uh, would you call Hancock dramatic? <laughs> no. <laughs> no? I think no. it's pretty dramatic of him. His what about wife. What about Game Night? <laughs> Purely, com- yeah, like pretty like comedic. 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 Ozark, yeah. yeah. Ozark's where he kind of came out a bit more. Damon yeah. and Damon and um, Bateman haven't done. No, they have. I don't think they've worked together before. Uh, haven't they? Did but yeah, they did combo. well. Yeah, good yeah. combination. Um, another standout for me was Chris Tucker. What do you think of his performance? And How being does he look back so on young, man. He's so young. Yeah, he does, and he's definitely old. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> he. I was watching the like complex video where Affleck, Damon, and Tucker go shoe shopping with the. Guy, yeah, he's like had a photo with Michael Jordan in the 90s, which is 30 years ago, and he looks the exact same. That's random. As <laughs> yeah. My, my question is, what is his role at the company? He's head of like athlete relations. Oh, thanks for clarifying that. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely some text. That's why. That explains that. Yeah, that's why he, at the very, yeah, there was some text at the end yeah. that said that he was, so pivotal in signing on these other big athletes after Michael. Pretty sure he had something to do with Team USA as well. So he was just like getting them all. Yeah, so Marlon Wayans was the assistant coach, George Raveling. Mm. I um, think he had a connection. Chris, Chris Tucker, Tucker. Yeah, Howard White would have had a connection to the Team USA yeah. assistant yeah. coach. And we saw later and that that Damon was And then Damon had a, had a drink with him and, and the bloke, the George Raveling was like, yeah, Jordan, you can just go have a meeting with Nike. Go, go yeah. chat. But like the mum is... Critical. Yeah. He like said that. Um, but I thought he had some dramatic parts, Chris Tucker. Like, yep. you know, as I said before, when he kind of is on the phone to Sonny at the very end, like how it's, you kind of think he's going to still sign with Adidas or whatever. He had some good range and I, I'd love to see him in more things, even to be more dramatic than this. Because he's um, kind of popped up in a few things randomly in recent years, but... Yeah, loved his. Isn't there a new Rush Hour movie coming out? Possibly, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> Rush Hour Five. 
yeah. next year, perhaps. I th- the, I th- resurgence I think- of, the resurgence of Chris Tucker. <laughs> I personally like the, the standout. The standout supporting actor in that was um, the the agent of. Yes. Oh uh, yeah. Like he, I think Christmas that's. Santa. I was in a pretty like dead <laughs> cinema in terms of people laughing, but yeah. there, I thought he. When he was going on a rampage there, yeah. when when Damon kind of like cut him out of the deal and he started getting all self-conscious and being yeah. like that, I was pissing myself. Yeah. I Even Damon's character, Sonny, was pissing himself was and it looked like real. Yeah. It looked like a just a funny yeah. take. Um, so I, I wish I had some quotes from it because yeah. it was so good. It was it, just lots of swearing. It felt like it, it gave me like big Adam McKay big short vibes, like just someone riffing, just yelling yeah. into a phone for 10 minutes and just picking the best bit. <laughs> yeah, what it is, it was very similar to yeah, Adam McKay sort of vibe. It's like, where it's he's like, like I will fucking like, destroy you or something. Like, he's like, yeah. I've got no fucking friends. I've got no family. It doesn't matter. I'm rich. When I retire at 60, that's when I make fucking friends. I love, that's it, that's it. I love that they made that part of the very end, like, he sold his company. He went to dinner alone or whatever. <laughs> and he, like, and he, the waiter comes up to get his to like ask if someone else is coming, and he just like shoes him away and like tells him to like, get the, get, out get that here. fucking plate off his of who I'm eating by myself. Yeah. And he also thought he coined Air Jordan. <laughs> yeah. And Sonny just goes, "No, that was our uh, bill in in the below." And he goes, "What?" And he screams <laughs> he at his receptionist. Yeah. yeah. What about some other funny parts? My one that jumped out to me was when Sonny. Goes to the first time to North Carolina to speak with Michael's mum, and he starts like kind of predicting what the other company's executives are going to say. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, and then you're going to go to Adidas, and they're going to go, hello, Mrs. Jordan,' and he does this <laughs> hilarious German accent, and I was like pissing myself. The rest of my cinema was like <laughs> loving it. What were some other scenes? That yeah, I, I, th- I think that that was done pretty well. Like them kind of cutting to each sporting company yeah I th- like it was obviously painting them in a pretty bad light like just stereotypical <laughs> germans and like made it look like it was like a nazi base or something <laughs> yeah, i wonder what, i wonder what converse and adidas think about this it was pretty blatantly trashing them <laughs> yeah. yeah um but yeah i thought those bits were really good where he kind of predicted like this is what they're gonna say mm. he'll have a rolex on blah 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 yeah and, and then it's all true when they got in there and, and uh and he's like oh make sure you ask like who's gonna be in charge and then the woman was like, oh, well, you know, my husband's died. I've inherited the company. And he's like, oh, no, but we'll we'll collaborate. And then she's like, no, no, no. And then they and like, like yeah. start oh, sort of. Oh, it's a shared position. <laughs> yeah, so who's in charge? Yeah. What, about, like the very, what about the very end when um, Sonny tries to go for a run? <laughs> oh, that was so good. <laughs> it no, takes, like, fucking takes like five steps. He goes, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> and they, the, camera, the, fuck? the camera held on him for ages and he's like, ah. Oh, Fuck this. Nope, like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very good. I thought, I don't know if you guys noticed as well. I was kind of looking out for it and <clears throat> like one African-American guy did actually like run past him and I thought they were kind of making a comment on because earlier in the movie they were like, black people don't run. Oh, yeah. And so oh. he was on the running track and there was like one <laughs> black guy that ran past him and then he quit. So I was just like, maybe they're just saying like this this deal here changed, like made black people want to start running again. <laughs> Maybe, like, because, like, obviously in the 90s, I don't know if he was sponsored by Nike, but, like, Michael Johnson and heaps of huge Olympians, but that was, like, a little subtle thing. And Chris Tucker does a does a little rant about it to Matt. He goes, Nike's a running company and, you know, only white people run. I don't know why the <laughs> fuck they run. <laughs> there, was, there was subtle humor. Can anyone really remember some of the lines where, um, obviously, information we know now where, like, you know, Mike's 
the scoring champion what like five times you know mm. five uh six times five time yeah but my knowledge is fucked right now <laughs> not sure um mm. six time champion you know defensive player of the year yeah you know yeah, finals yeah. mvp <clears throat> his mum was listing that all off and 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 damon's like oh, i don't know it's pretty hard like yeah. you'd be yeah. lucky to be an all-star like even converse on. were like Oh, you yeah, know, you got Larry Bird, you got um, like Julie Serving. You'll be looped in with them. You'll be there, but you won't be right. Like, Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like those lines and even uh, Sonny Vaccaro was like, oh, well, like XYZ, I don't know who it was. He was like, XYZ is Defensive Player of the Year. Like you got to… You like, can't be both. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, he said, yeah, you can't, you can't be both. You can't be the MVP scoring champion or scoring champion and Defensive Player of the yeah. Year. Yeah. I don't know if these were like pure facts, but like as you talked about before, Angus… They were talking about making it more red and they obviously had to pay the fines for that. But what do we think of the scenes with Peter Moore, the shoe designer, played by Matthew Mayer? That might have been like the most interesting part for me. I was just mm. like, how did they get to that design? They didn't really show you. They kind of like showed them walking into the room down there and like seeing it, but it was off camera. Mm. And then you only see the shoe for the first time like in the meeting. So yeah. I was like, I would have loved like... You would have loved to maybe see a sort of like a, of him like a Tony a Stark cheesy. montage yeah. in the in the lab. <laughs> like like that design is awesome, and like they hadn't done anything like that before. So I thought mm. I thought um, when they went down to that bottom level, I was like, this is this is where the cool shit happens. Yeah. I just loved how enthusiastic like his character was. Like he he wanted to create the best shoe of all time. Mm. It was sick. I think the way that they built a bit of a character around him, Peter Moore. They were like, oh, we got to go see Pete now. And it's like on the weekend, they hit like lower ground in the office. He's in the like goes down, it yeah, up. and he's just cooking down there. <laughs> I really wonder if that's how the offices were structured. Like, yeah. put the, put the, I'm, sure, I'm, the I'm sure he was offside. Of the <laughs> I'm sure he was offside in like a like a warehouse or something. Chained chained to the fucking in desk. a dungeon. <laughs> yeah. Also, I don't know if this was legit, but like. They were there on Saturday and they needed the shoe by Monday. Surely he didn't prototype it yeah, in two no, days. Look, I'm sure they took a few liberties with like, you know, you've got to make it seem a bit more dramatic and be like, we need to get this done. Yeah, they like would have them had sleep. Weeks. Well, maybe, I don't know, maybe they did sleep on the couch and all that kind of stuff over the weekend. Uh, yeah, I believe that. But like the turnaround to actually make the shoe that looked Three so days. great. You don't know, he'd have all the materials and stuff down there for the other shoes they're making. He just has to maybe. change the shape and the, I don't know, cushioning and whatnot. Mm. I don't know, man. Michael's Color. calling bullshit on that. <laughs> yeah, mate, it's 1984. <laughs> it's fucking bullshit. I did like that they only showed the shoe once. Like the movie's called Air, Air Jordan, the first one. And again, similar to Michael's character, it was one of the most highly sold shoes in that time and we only saw it that sort of one oh, time yeah, and the, in the glass case. The like, funny, and another funny line with also the text too where Affleck, Phil Knight's like, oh, it can't be too bad. Like we just gave him 5% share in all shoe sales. Can't be too bad. We've only, our best year's only ever $3 million in sales. It's like the next year the Air Jordan sold for like $180 million. <laughs> yeah. And now he makes $400 million a year. Yeah, just sitting that. there, letting it roll in. Um, <laughs> just sitting there. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> Standing there, sitting. Um, yeah, I think as we've talked about before, at this point in the movie, you're just so invested in it. We already knew what was going to happen, but I th I feel like in the cinema, you were still kind of not sure what was going to happen, even though you knew what was going to happen, if that makes sense. Yeah, Especially when this, they're in the office and like working out what they're going to do. This is like something 
I kind of struggle with sometimes. The movie was so well made that it kind of just like made me forget about it. Like it was just obviously so well done. But some movies that kind of like where you know the outcome that try and like make you believe, oh no, like you know that bit where Jordan's like, oh, he's going with Adidas. They offered him the red car and I'm just like, no, he didn't. Like, <laughs> like when, when are you going to tell me this is I over? I forgot that completely. I, when he was on the phone saying, oh, he's going to go with Adidas, I was like, oh, shit. I'm like, well, he no, also like, got the red car as well because on the phone his like, mum was like, yeah, yeah you're going to give him share and you're going to give him the car too. Yeah, I mean, They're like, yeah, whatever. you always need to create stakes, but there's always just like a bit of me that's like, like I know that this is going to happen. Like don't yeah. make it seem all <laughs> yeah. like he's not going to get it, bro. Is he gonna yeah. get it? <laughs> I think it shows just maybe I'm a sucker, but – it just shows how immersive it was to be able to kind of fool you in that way. Yeah, yeah I think 100%. I sort of got sucked in in yeah. a way where, yeah, you forgot that you knew the end result. Mm. This only dawned on me like after the movie. Like after the movie, you're like, why was I just so stressed yeah. out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like this, probably, this is probably not the best example, but even the big short, like you knew that the GFC happened. Obviously, it was way more complex 100%. and you didn't know what caused it or not everyone did, but... Same thing. You're still like, oh, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? Like, And it, it's just so thrilling in that way. That's because you get more of like the internal stories from the people behind the scenes and that's mm. why it's like a lot more immersive and whatnot. Yeah, for sure. I think it was also refreshing to have just like, this is probably a very adult movie, especially for people who were, grew up in the 80s and knew the shoe and knew what it was like. Um, but to have like a two hour, sub two-hour adult movie that's not a franchise was so refreshing just to go to a cinema, yep. have some fun for two hours and Affleck and Damon reuniting. Yes. Yeah, we right. haven't really talked about that. Yeah, well like Affleck so, directing. So they just actually like made their own um production company. Oh they? wow. Affleck and Damon together. Where like their sole goal is making original films. And like nice. everyone pretty much like they're going back to the way people used to get paid, which is you get most of your money on the back end, like depending how the movie does. So it kind of like incentivizes you to, to make, make a, a better movie. Make a good movie. Oh. It's like these days with Netflix and stuff, Disney, like they pay you up front and then like who's going to give a shit what the movie yeah, is like? Yeah, fuck. So they're like, they've got like five upcoming films in the tank. Wow. They just signed Killian Murphy to a film the other day. Oh my who's, God. So it's over. He's going to have a big year. <laughs> um, shit. And then there was this other one I read this afternoon that um, is looking really good as well. So I think they're kind of trying to work together off the screen more so, mm. but um, this was a cool way to kick it off. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, like they've obviously collaborated on like Argo and other things, but the other people that they signed on for this, because we haven't really mentioned it, cinematography, Robert Richardson, he's a big collaborator with Martin Scorsese, Tarantino, he's worked on Kill Bill, Shutter Island. And I think that <clears throat> like Affleck's direction with that sort of like crisp very real style yeah. was a nice touch. And same with the editing. We've talked about the pacing and how well done it was. William Goldenberg, he worked on Argo. Ah, Goldie. Yeah. <laughs> Argo, Imitation Game and Zero Dark Thirty. All real events. So he's a bit of a real events king, sort if you will. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, like, I'm definitely all for that like clean cut style, but it's always a very fine line when you're watching a period piece that looks like so clean. Mm. But I don't know if like you too guys clean for the time. time. No, I haven't. So Winning Time, like, which is also Adam McKay, we're just big Adam McKay fans here, <laughs> basically shot all of that, which is like a 70s, 80s show in like all different kinds of film. And right. like on top of all the set design and everything, like the film just made it look older. Whereas mm. this you can tell like 
it looks so clean. Mm. Whereas like it, 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 it doesn't really take me out of it. But at the same time, like using film in that show, I thought was really cool. Yeah. That's an interesting point. If they'd like maybe shot it on film and made it look a bit more grainy and things. Might Which have is surprising because I would have thought Tarantino's cinematographer would have um mm. would have been yeah. for film. Yeah. 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 So yeah, the, and the, the Damon Affleck film company is the artist's equity. Yeah. So it's basically titled on their premise of what they're doing. So is the idea that they make their money from the box office yeah. as opposed to just selling it? You probably have a you probably have a small flat rate at the start, and yeah. then you you know your larger percentage comes from. Yeah. Well, how was, well it Amazon does. was on this, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Amazon yeah. backed yeah. this. Okay. So it went it went to theaters, and I'm pretty sure, like maybe on the same day, it also launched on Amazon to be bought. Mm. Yeah. Or rented. Nah, all for that. I'm very keen for some of those productions. But yeah, on that on that point where you're like, it's an adult movie, pretty short. Like, I don't know how well it's going to do personally. Like, mm. I don't know if it's going to take off with the Mario. Young, well, just with the young <laughs> demographic. Mario Bros. Well, I've actually heard Mario is doing crazy numbers overseas. Mario so. beat Mario beat Frozen for the like biggest animated opening. Yeah, on Easter weekend, opening. it did like 400. Yeah, it's in all, America. It, alone. It's already beaten uh, Quantum Mania. Oh, Which is well, a bit that's of a not, telling. That's not hard. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, you go. You go get four hundred mil then. Buddy. <laughs> you go make quantum <laughs> million, bro. Um, I saw it on Monday the, to end the long weekend, and my cinema was full. Mm. Yeah. 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 Same. Yeah, I think I think it'll be interesting to see how well it does. I'm how sure was the cinema in Avoca? How many people were there? It was actually like pretty packed on an oh, Easter cool. Sunday. Kind of a cunny way to see it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty cunny. There's a lot of older people though. I think it'll it'll get a lot of older crowd and it's school holidays. Maybe I'm sure they were just people. like, oh, Michael Jordan, he's a, he's a great young sportsman. <laughs> Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hello, Michael Jordan. <laughs> any other final takes? Nah, just Ben Affleck in his 80s glasses and his neon athletic gear. What do we think of Ben Affleck's legs? They're so skinny. Oh, <laughs> did so notice that. Well, he's wearing pink leggings to be fair. <laughs> yeah. But, but to they be, did him no favors. I think he must just bulk up upper body for Batman and not worry about the legs. Yeah, well, I don't yeah, know. I mean, I've never seen any shots from Batman Superman. <laughs> Look at his legs. Waist down. <laughs> Quick, get the legs. Um, yeah, I don't know. I noticed the skinny legs, man. Ben, you got to train those yeah, legs. Yeah, mate, come on. <laughs> come on, you can't Jump. be doing that. Nah, mate, not as Phil Knight. You know how big <laughs> Phil Knight's legs are, bro. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Cinemates. Make sure to follow us and leave a review on your chosen streaming platforms. Also check out our Instagram, TikTok and YouTube channel for more Cinemates content. In the spirit of reconciliation, we acknowledge Australia's First Nations people as the traditional owners and custodians of the land and pay respect to the Camaragal people of the Eora Nation upon whose country Cinemates is based. We honour the storytelling and culture of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities across Australia. Also, in the spirit of chatting with mates, remember it's always important to check in with those around you. Whether it's friends, family or colleagues, sometimes they may be going through a hard time. Chatting with them may reassure them that they aren't alone. If you or anyone you know is ever struggling, call Lifeline on 13 11 14.